You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Good morning, everyone. Now, let me have a look. You're looking okay. Well, most of you. Some of you could le- use a little work, but uh, doing okay. Um, just before I just want to, boy, there's so much that I don't know and I'm learning and whatever. One of the things that I have, um, even from the time when I was a little kid in our home church, I learned to recognize when the Holy Spirit was present doing like just what he does, his own And through the worship, and by the way, you're so blessed here with beautiful uh, worship leaders, very gifted, talented, sensitive. But I just want to say that uh, through the worship, I could just sense the Holy Spirit of God just... And and we know, um, as Christ followers, if you're a student of the Bible at all, you know that It says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. We understand that. But there are times, particularly when we come together in community, Jesus said we're two or three. It doesn't need to be a large group like it is today. It can be a small group. But I just want to say that the Holy Spirit is so present in the room today, touching people. And maybe you're new to worship like this. Maybe you're new to Maple View. Maybe you're new to feeling that, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just touching people in his own beautiful way. And if you're sensing something in your heart, again, maybe it's all new to you. I just want to say, just be very open and just, um, yeah, just have a posture of openness to the Holy Spirit and let him lead you and guide you and touch you. He's got amazing plans for you. Pastor Lori Lynn, thank you. You're such an excellent leader and the staff. Uh, yeah, you're just uh, blessed in so many ways. I don't know where Pastor Jay and hello everybody online. Uh, welcome to Mapleview this morning. And if you're concerned online that who's this crazy man preacher or whatever, in a few months the regular guy will be back and everything will be fine. So just bear with Mapleview this morning as they bear with me, but it really is an honor to be able to be together. So I don't know if Pastor Jay's watching online or if you'll hear this at some point, but thank you, Pastor Jay, for your great leadership and for inviting me to, uh, to share today. Yeah, and uh, Mapleview, God's hand is on this church family. Wow, I love uh, Pastor Jay's Uh, theme for 2023, wind and fire. Wow. And if you didn't, if you're from Mapleview, or even if you're not, um, and you didn't hear uh, Pastor Jay, who's the lead pastor here, who's uh, away for a few months, he and his wife Jody, for an extended time of uh, rest and refreshing and seeking the wind and fire of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So he preached, he kicked off this uh, theme on January the 1st, I would encourage you to, uh, to listen to it. 
And in that sermon, he read, and I've listened to the sermon now three times, um, he read from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. There it is, right? Wind and fire. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. And Pastor Jay explained so well that wind and fire, um, they are natural phenomena, powerful phenomena, as you know, but they're natural, but it speaks to the supernatural power and the presence of God. So it's not like we want a wind to blow through and blow the building down or a fire to come and burn the building down. We want the presence and the, whole, the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to come like a wind and fire. And fire and wind can do many things. And I'm just going to mention a few today. And, and, and in case you miss anything else that I've said today, I want you to get this. The fire of the Holy Spirit will purify us so the wind of the Holy Spirit can place us according to his plans, and often for purposes outside of ourselves. Get that? The fire of the Holy Spirit purifies us. The wind of the Holy Spirit places us, moves us, according to his plans, and often for purposes outside of ourselves. So last week, we looked at Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira. And by the way, thanks for coming today. I wasn't sure after last Sunday if anybody would come to church because Pastor Lori Lynn had said I was going to be preaching again. And I thought people might say, oh, forget that. You know, we survived one. I don't think we can handle two. But anyway, you're gracious and you came. Thank you. Um, it was a, a sobering word actually uh, last week uh, that we wrestled with and we received together. And we're reminded that, that the presence of God isn't something to fool with. He is a holy God, and we need to have healthy reverence and healthy fear. And, and it's interesting, as we talked last week, because Ananias and Sapphira, Act 5, I mean, it was just uh, probably a few weeks, few months, several months after the day of Pentecost. So Ananias and Sapphira and, the, and the, the early church had either witnessed or heard about what happened on the day of pa uh, Pentecost just, just previous to that. And then in Acts 5, we discover Ananias and Sapphira saying, well, it really doesn't matter. I'm, we're going to do things our way. doesn't matter what God wants. We are doing things our way. But this isn't the first time, church family, that there has been a demonstration of the presence and the power of God and people decided to do it their way. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 9, I'm reading the book of Deuteronomy in my own personal devotions, and I just read this a couple of weeks ago. And Deuteronomy, you Bible students will know, it's Moses reflecting with the children of Israel and telling them the amazing things that God had done. And he's talking to them now in chapter 9 about when he went up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. And the people had been told not to come close because they would not be able to stand in the presence of of God. So listen, when I went to the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant which the Lord had made with you, then I stayed on the mountains 40 days, 40 nights. I ate neither bread nor drank water. Then the Lord delivered to me two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. And on them were all the words that the Lord had spoken to you on the mountain from the midst of the fire. Say fire. The mountain is on fire. Moses is in the middle of all of this. And it came to pass at the end of 40 days and 40 nights that the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone, the covenant. The Lord said to me, Moses, quickly go down for your people whom you brought out of Egypt. They've acted corruptly. They quickly turned aside from the way I've commanded them and they have made themselves a molded image, an idol. Furthermore, the Lord spoke to me saying, I have seen this people and indeed they are a stiff-necked people. Let me alone, Moses, that I can go down and destroy them and blot their name from under heaven And I'll make you a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned, Moses said, and came down from the mountain. And the mountain burned with fire. And the two tablets of the covenant were in my hand. And I looked, and behold, you had sinned against the Lord God. You had made yourself a molded calf. You had turned aside quickly, quickly from the way which the Lord had commanded you. Uh, Maple View, I mean, think about this. The people are standing beside the mountain that's on fire with the presence of God. They can smell the smoke. And they built an idol. Imagine. They got so frustrated waiting. They wanted things their way in their time not in God's way and in God's time. So they built an idol, just a significant but powerful message on the way by. In your pursuit for wind and fire, don't think that your flesh and don't think that the enemy is going to stand idly by and just let you pursue the presence of God, there will be a struggle. There often is, as there was for Ananias and Sapphira, as there was for the people of Israel. Idols are very real. Let me just pause for a minute and talk to you a bit about idols. Well, well, Mark, I thought idols were just kind of an Old Testament thing. Oh, no. No, they were alive and well in the New Testament, and they're alive and well in 2023. So what is an idol? Lisa Turkhurst says, who's just a great writer, expecting anything 
outside the will of God to satisfy us is idolatry. Tim Keller says an idol is anything that is more fundamental than God to your happiness, meaning in life, or identity. Peter Kreeft, who's a brilliant philosopher, puts it this way. The opposite of theism is not atheism, it's idolatry. And C.S. Lewis writes, human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God that will make him happy. And as one pastor said, we all struggle with idolatry, the greatest of which is me. We live in such a self-centered culture. Me, me, me. I just, I'm so tired of it. Jump on Facebook. I'm so tired. All I want to do is to be peaceful and quiet. Guess what? Welcome to life. It's not going to be all peaceful and it isn't always going to be a life of happiness. There's challenges that come our way. And, and some of us have got so comfortable with idols, we don't even recognize that they're around. Like Ananias and Sapphira, they just, they just, I mean, they're right there operating in the early church and decided, oh no, I won't do it God's way. We'll just do it our way. That's okay. That can happen for any of us. I mentioned the idol of self, the idol of comfort, the idol of entertainment. Church family, we're just about, in, in uh, the North American culture, we are just about inebriated with an entertainment. Anything to entertain us. And again, the, uh, the mother of all idols, the idol of self, we're all susceptible to having idols. And we need the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn them out of our lives so he can use us the way he wants to. Like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, this is why he said it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. And John said in 1 John 5, 21, little children, keep yourselves from idols. So the fire of the Holy Spirit will purify us so the wind of the Holy Spirit can place us, can move us. But it's important, church. It's important that we get this right. Because if we don't allow the fire of the Holy Spirit to purify us, then when the Holy Spirit's wanting to move, we're not prepared for that. We're not ready. And we get distracted with ourselves in it all. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit and, and the wind moves us. I don't have a boat, a sailboat, but you put the sail up and the wind moves it. So when Pastor Jay was preaching on January 1st, he made reference to this amazing story in in John chapter 3, was this religious guy, Nicodemus, of the Pharisees, a ruler of the Jews. And he came to Jesus by night, and he said, Rabbi, teacher, 
We know that you're a teacher come from God, for nobody can do these signs unless God is with them. And Jesus interrupted what he was saying. And he said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let me just pause and say, church family, that's as true today as the day Jesus spoke it. Unless one is born again. We've all been born physically. We need to be born again spiritually. We need to acknowledge that we're sinners. We need our Savior. We can't be in control of our lives. We need a God who loves us and will take over control of our lives. You must, and I don't know most people in the room, but let me tell you something. Uh, coming to Maple View is awesome, but the most important thing is not attending this church. It's not knowing a pastor. It is being born again by the Spirit of God, and that's for every single one of us. It's not optional. We have to get there. So Nicodemus said to him, well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, I tell you, unless one is born of water, so we're born physically. Uh, my wife and I had four kids, and the, um, when the babies were born, her water would be, were born of water, and we're born of the Spirit when we are born again by the Spirit of God, and we enter into the kingdom of God. It's what he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He said, don't be amazed that I say you must be born again. And then Jesus said, the wind, the wind, say wind. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but can't tell where it comes from and where it goes. You see, God, the Holy Spirit, see, this is what Pastor Jay is wanting to lead you into. Serving Jesus is so awesome in the power of the Holy Spirit. I do not understand Christians that are, are bored because it's like every moment, every day, it's like wind of the Holy Spirit, come and move me and direct me to what you you have. So you can't always tell just what the Holy Spirit is doing. It's like the wind. You hear the sound of it, but can't tell where it comes from or where it goes. And then Jesus added this stunning line. He said, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, some people interpret this, um, that you don't know who the Holy Spirit's going to come on in, in leading them to salvation. But that isn't really what the text says. It says the wind, you can't always see where it's going, what it's doing. You can hear it, but can't always discern it all. So is everyone who is born of the, of the Spirit. When we are born again by the Spirit of God, we allow the fire to burn in us and the wind to move us. You see, like people, uh, when I was pastoring in Windsor, we had been there for a long, and every now and again, uh, people would come and say, so pastor, how long do you think you'll be here? Like, do you think you'll retire here? I don't know if they wanted me to or not or whatever, but how long? You? And I would always say, I haven't got a clue. I do not know. A number, I would never have seen Val and I leaving pastoral ministry and doing, but it's like the Holy Spirit. It's like, 
And you say, yeah, but, you know, you're one of those preacher sorts. You've been to Bible college, you know, this, that. No, no, no. If you are born again, this, listen, Jesus said, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit of God. If you are born again by the Spirit of God, dear friend, Jesus said, the wind. You don't know. Like, we don't know. So honored to be here today. Somebody said uh, after the early service, like, when are you coming back again? I think they were planning which Sunday that they would be away. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I know that I'm here today and I'm honored to be here today. But every moment, every day, it's like, like church family. When you get up in the morning, it shouldn't be, oh, brother, another day. Kind of slid through. No, God. You have given me the gift of today. Thank you. God, thank you. We have today. So Holy Spirit, what do you got in mind? Like, what do you got in mind? And you never know what the Holy Spirit is going to do or when. And you can't Make it happen, church family. You can only let it happen. And, and things pop up in the most amazing time and places. It's awesome. I remember, I'm, not, I'm a slow adopter of technology. I, I just, I don't really get how it all works and whatever. And it was in the 90s before I got my first cell phone, more probably for lots of us, but I dragged my feet. Oh, man. And finally, a friend of mine said, Mark, you know, you're traveling, you're doing stuff. You need to get a cell phone. Like, come on, get going. And so, uh, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm getting a cell phone. And I got my first cell phone. And when I finally got it, I was so proud of it. I, um, I remember uh, I was actually needing to uh, travel down to Burlington back in those days, uh, doing, had some meetings in Burlington. And um, I had my phone on the seat beside me. I just thought, that looks so good there. Finally, I've arrived. I've got a cell phone. And so I had, I had popped home. This was in the evening. I'd popped home, had dinner with Val and the kids. And, uh, and I'm floating down the 401. And I thought, I should call home. Like, why not? Because I have a cell phone. So I called home. And our oldest daughter, Carrie, answered the phone. Hello? I said, hi, Carrie, it's Dad. Dad, why are you calling? You just left. I'm calling because I can. I'm going down the 401. Now, I know you're thinking you shouldn't be on the phone when you're on the... But I've got saved since then. Um, and, 
So I'm just chatting for a minute with Carrie, you know, because I'm still getting used to it. And the phone starts to beep. I said, Carrie, my phone is beeping. What does that mean? She said, Dad, it means somebody's calling you. What do I know? I'm a slow adopter. I don't know how all this works. I just knew how to push the button to dial home. And so she said, Dad, let me go. And you, because they're now on this other line. So I let her go and I figured out how to get over there. This is my first incoming phone call on my new cell phone that I just picked up that day. I felt so awesome. Like I'm important. I've got a cell phone, Sandy. I got a cell phone. It's right. Oh, and I call home and now people are calling me. So I figured out how to get over. Hello. And it's this lady. She says, is this so-and-so? And I said, no, it's not. Guess you got the wrong number. Okay, see ya. Ladies and gentlemen, the first phone call received on my new cell phone was a wrong number. I wasn't important very long. So I just hang up and I'm going down the 401 and uh, getting close. The phone rings again. I'm going, this is amazing. This is, I answer the phone. It's the same lady. She says, is this so-and-so? I said, no. No, it's not. And you called me just a few minutes ago. It's, you've got the wrong number. And she said, well, who are you? Where are you? I said, look, I, I mean, you're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to give out in for, I, get, I know that now. I said, look, I don't know who you are. You don't know, I, I'm a pastor from Windsor on my way to a meeting in Burlington. I don't know how these cell phones really work. I just got it. Maybe your friend had this number before I, and she, and she, she interrupts me. She said, you're a pastor? I said, yeah. She said, well, you won't want to talk to me. And I said, why? Because I'm an escort. I'm a prostitute. Hmm. Church family, I can only tell you that my mind went in many directions at that moment. I'm thinking... Lori Lynn, what if I'm in an accident? They check my phone and explain to my wife he was distracted because he was talking to... What am I supposed to do? Hang up? Uh, I've never talked to a prostitute on the phone. Oh, I've never talked to a prostitute, period, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and I've never talked to one since that I know of. She said, well, yeah, you won't want to talk to me. This is what I do. Church family, she was calling clients. She was drumming up business. 
And so she said, yeah, uh, sorry to bother you. I, I, yeah, I obviously got the wrong number here and whatever. And I need to get going because my rent is due tomorrow. And so I, I got to get busy here. I said, well, hold on just for a second. So I just began to chat with her a bit about how valuable she was as a person. Like, you know you're valuable, and God cares about you. So I actually said to her, why don't you, when we get off the phone, why don't you take a few minutes and ask God if he'll help you? She says, she snapped right back. She said, God won't help me, and you know it. Wow, a feisty prostitute. said, you know what? He might surprise you. And then, slow learner, it dawned on me, maybe I could be part of the solution here. So I said to her, see things Testing. Are you trying to tell me I should stop talking? Is this the message? Things seem to fall apart when you're talking about prostitutes. I'm not sure what's... And I said to her, and, and it's a much, it was probably a 20-minute conversation. I said, uh, you know, the church where I pastor is in, um, in Windsor, and we help all sorts of people. She goes, really? I said, yeah. And I told her where it was. I said, do you know where that is? She said, I drive by it all the time. I drive by. So I'll tell you what. If you'll stay home tonight and think about this conversation and that maybe God planned for you and I to have this conversation so that you would know how much he loves you. If you'll stay home tonight Tomorrow, I want you all arrange at the church for us to pay your next month's rent. So you don't have to go out tonight and work. She said, you're kidding me. You would do that for me? I said, yes, we would. Because you matter. You matter and she gave me the name of her landlord. I never got her name. She gave me the name of the landlord. We said goodbye. I think we prayed on the phone, said goodbye, called and left a message for our administrator to write a check made out to her landlord for whatever the amount of money was. I've never, our paths have never crossed since, but I know that that precious lady came to our church the next day and picked up that check. And I hope every time she remembers that, she knows that she is loved for more than her body. She's a precious gift. 
Oh. The wind blows. And you can't always see, and you can't always. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit of God. When you go to the restaurant today, that precious server, don't be nasty. Leave a nice tip and bless them in Jesus' name. You don't know what they're doing. The person at the gas station, the neighbor. Listen, we, we're not the scattering of the Lord. We are the planting of the Lord. Holy Spirit, fire burn in us. Come on, church. Holy Spirit, burn in us. Burn out our selfishness. Burn out our idols. Burn out our self-centeredness. Help me to lift my eyes and see the multitudes. And then wind of the Holy Spirit, would you move me? Would you make me sensitive and wise and discerning and humble and obedient? See what Pastor Jay's leading you in? These aren't toys to be played with. This is life transforming kingdom, Holy Ghost, eternal things. Oh, goodness. That clock right there has a demon. Okay. Church, just take your hands like this. And I know if you're visiting or new, you don't have to do it if you're not comfortable at all. I just want us to pray together. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we open our hearts and our lives to you. Fire of the Holy Spirit, burn in us. Burn through us, God. Burn the junk out of my life. I pray our lives, idols, burn them out, oh God. Help me to be so sensitive to the breath, the wind, the ruach of your Holy Spirit. And as Jesus prayed in the garden, God, not my will, but your will be done for your glory in Jesus' name. Bless you, Maple View. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast.